0: Calvin Ridley is back. Lamar Jackson rant loading because I still got a whole lot more to say. DeAndre Hopkins may or may not be traded, and he's open-minded to both. More Aaron Rodgers news, more news all over the screen. File on in. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? My name is Smitty. You're watching The Fantasy Football Show. And today we've got a whole bunch of news to break down. A lot of it is kind of par for the course. uh, Stuff we've been talking about already, but more updates. Obviously, uh, take your phone calls. But let's get right into something we haven't talked about yet in quite a while. And this is actually a remarkable story and it's actually a, an amazing potential comeback story in the making. And I'm not saying I know exactly where Calvin Ridley's going to be a year from now in terms of the stat sheet. Fantasy football worlds. Uh, will he be the comeback player of the year? Things like that. I don't I don't really know yet. To be honest with you, I'm still kind of uh, treading lightly, but also getting kind of excited about what is possible for Calvin Ridley. But Calvin Ridley came out and opened up and said I want to I want to speak out and, and speak honestly and tell you guys I messed up and explain my story before I start the next chapter of my life. And this is a very controversial player right now in fantasy football. Let's hit the news desk.
1: From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk. Here is your breaking
0: news. So oh, I'm going to read some of this uh, word for word from, from Ridley, s- paraphrase some of it, so bear with me as we talk a little bit about this. But Calvin Ridley um, was a top five potential wide receiver before his unraveling and, and, and eventual suspension for betting on, on sports. And we're now at a, a crossroads for him where he's coming back to football. We've seen this happen before where a player stepped away and then come back. And is isn't really the same. Lev Bell did it, but he was a different position. He was a different age. We don't know exactly how this is going to play out. And you never really know. Because when a player has been away from the game for a while, uh, and they're changing teams, they're learning a new offense, there's a lot of variables involved that, that make it kind of a, uh, a tricky situation to predict from a fantasy football perspective. But what I like about Calvin Ridley is how honest he's being. I also like the fact that, you know, I had this guy super high uh, on my rankings and projections and an expectation level from a fantasy football dynasty perspective. Like this guy, top five wide receiver written all over him. He's now in Jacksonville. Jacksonville acquired him. They've been waiting on him patiently, and he has arrived. He has been reinstated by the NFL. He can now play football again. It's official. It's not something that we're we're wondering if he eventually gets reinstated. Remember Josh Gordon? We'd always wonder, you know, uh, month after month, when Josh Gordon's going to get reinstated. He's back, and he's got Trevor Lawrence, the law dog, throwing him the football. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about what's going down with this guy Calvin Ridley walking into the, the, the coming season. And Calvin Ridley, um let me read to you some of of, of what Calvin Ridley uh stated here. And I'm, I'm gonna read read what he wrote or read what was written about him and and quote him. But here here's uh here's here's something I wanna I wanna look at. So here right here, since I was eight years old I was on my own. He tells a story about how um, when he was younger he was dropped off at like a foster home it wasn't explained why. Someone told him his parents. Eventually, someone told him his parents were were going to be gone for a while, and and they just dropped him off. He he's literally had one of the hardest lives when you when you, when you hear and read his story. So it's impressive to hear that this young man rose up and became who he did become, but he fell into a dark place, uh, and and fell kind of into into a depression. And he talks about um, breaking his leg. And playing on a broken foot, the training staff in Atlanta not even knowing his foot was broken, sending him out there. I'll read this to you real quickly. Um, I think this is this is part of, a, of, of the, the piece that I'm going to be reading here. So we finished 4-12, and, and then the whole staff got fired. Uh, coach, GM, head uh, head trainer, everybody. When the new trainer finally came in, he sent me to a specialist in Green Bay. With the within the first hour, the doctor said, "Your foot is definitely broken," and he had been playing on a broken foot for a big part of the year. And and and, and when he talks about it, and, and he says things like, uh, I, "I remember that year, thirteen hundred yard season, nine touchdowns. I was killing it on one foot for real." Actually, I played through bone spurs on my foot for two years. Uh, The first two years. Just gridded through it with painkillers. But then, my third year, the wheels came off. Week eight, we were playing Carolina. And I remember looking at Julio. And I just knew. I said, nah, bro. This is different. It's broken. He said, it's broken. And and he literally had to play a year on it. Now, this training staff, we talked about this training staff. Uh, We've talked about... Uh, we've talked about this 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 scorecard that the players rated, and if you look down at the bottom, and, and and this goes this goes to like some of the conversation about Lamar. If Lamar ended up in Atlanta, they'd have to clean some things up, obviously, and that goes without saying. But if we look at uh, if we look at the Atlanta Falcons, um, right toward kind of kind of near the 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 middle of the page right now, you'll see B C C D minus D minus is under the strength coaches. There, there's so much concern about some of these teams that, that got poor scorecards. I don't even know if that guy was there then. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but they've clearly had a problem in in the strength coach potential trainer area of of the club. So that needs to get cleaned up. This this you know they'll make sure of it. I think they've already taken care of that guy that that you saw got that score. Um, but but the uh, the Falcons need to clean some things up. Now, a lot of teams need to clean some things up, and it was great to see the players' scorecard. Those, those were the players' scorecards, report cards, if you will, for the teams across all those different categories. The Falcons were, were near the bottom of the league, in the, in the bottom, like, it was like bottom eight in the league. Uh, but, but Calvin goes on, Calvin Ridley goes on to say, I messed up, Uh, I bleeped up, I'm not here to sugarcoat anything in 2021. I made the worst mistake in my life by gambling on football. Um, and, and, and when he explains what he did, just for anybody that says, oh, he should be you know, out of the league for a lot longer for the integrity of the league, let me just explain what his thought process was. And if anybody thinks they couldn't have been in that situation, I, I, I don't think you're really putting yourself in his shoes. He was not playing. He stepped away from football. He couldn't get out of bed. He was sitting on his couch. And I understand everybody else has problems too. I'm not trying to necessarily say, oh, we need to you know treat him differently in regards to all that stuff. But he says he put in like 1500 bucks, he downloaded an app, he was bored, he's putting money on some NBA games And in a, in a parlay he threw in the Falcons to win. He said he didn't have any inside information. He was talk he wasn't even talking to his boys. He was just supporting his team and he put him inside a big parlay Falcons to win while he was not even playing the game. And and, and he's suspended for an entire year. Yet we have a guy like Alvin Kamara who is on video beating a guy into the ground with another buddy that reportedly is in the NFL? And I'm, I'm just going to use "reportedly" and and, and 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 alleged and all that because, whatever. I, I, people get upset about it because he's innocent till proven guilty. There's video footage of it. We've seen the video footage. The NFL, seen the video footage. He's been arrested. He's been indicted. So Alvin Kamara is not sitting there, just you know, unscathed, waiting for this you know to come down. He's been arrested. He's been indicted. And he's going to trial right now. Alvin Kamara is playing on the field. Alvin Kamara is not suspended as of this moment. The NFL does let the criminal stuff play out in a court of law. But they still could step in. They still could step in and say, paid leave. Paid leave. We won't punish you. Paid leave. Go handle your business. You're being paid. Come back. But yet, Calvin Ridley gets suspended for a whole entire season. When And, and I'm not trying to defend putting money on the game while you are an NFL player, but he stepped away from the game. And and, and and like I said, he threw him into a parlay. I get it. You know, punishment probably needed to be handed down. But the injustice of a year-long suspended for Calvin Ridley comparative to Alvin Kamara, not even suspended yet, not even on paid leave yet, sitting in a position to play week one until something happens, Let's go ahead and say that there's a a heavy hand one moment like Tony, our attorney that comes on the show all the time, says. Heavy hand one moment, not heavy hand the other. The NFL is ridiculous in some of these things, and it's crazy. It's crazy. We got a lot of stuff to talk about in regards to the NFL. Not all of it is what you might think, that Smitty's in total NFL like rant mode against the NFL, there are people that are saying things about the NFL that I don't think are true, that the NFL is completely scripted. I don't buy that for a second. Do I think that there are compromised individuals that can that can definitely be bought or swayed? Uh, total opinion, no facts or any insider information on that. Yeah, I think there are definitely situations where there are either bad, bad calls, bad refs, or potentially one or two vulnerable refs. Who knows? That's a total guess. It's a total speculation on my part. But is the NFL rigged? No. Is the NFL scripted? And are teams supposed to win? Are they following a script? No. There's good and bad with the NFL. There's there's bad rumors and conspiracies about the NFL. And then there's stuff that I truly believe people are on the money on when they start complaining and saying the NFL needs to clean it up. The NFL needs to be better. The NFL needs to do better. The NFL needs to be better. This guy Calvin Ridley sitting out for an entire season on a suspension for dropping uh, on a, I don't know what the parlay was. If it was a, a $200 parlay, he he deposited, I think, $1,500 or $2,500 or something like that into an account, and I think he did a parlay with just throwing the, the Falcons' win in. I, again, punishment, sure, but injustice here when he gets a year and Alvin Kamara's walking into a locker room, probably as we speak, getting ready to play, uh, you know, prepare for the off season so he can play week one. If he can somehow uh, 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 cheat the system into pushing his trial forward and forward and forward. NFL is not uh, is not consistent with the way they apply their discipline and thought process, and it's absolutely crazy to me. But but th- this is a great story from Calvin Ridley, hearing about how he fell into where he fell into the fact that he was dropping. Uh, you know, 1,300-yard season and uh, what was it, 1,300 yards and what was it, nine touchdowns, nine touchdowns, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns on a broken foot, on a broken foot. Maybe we're overlooking this guy's return. Maybe Calvin Ridley might step into a pretty darn good situation that some of us see coming, and I I think we all feel like he's, he's real good upside, right? But will he be overvalued? Will he be undervalued? Could he drop 1,400 yards and 10 scores? Could he be a total disappointment? Take take a while to get going? Will he even be injected right away into the full scope of the offense? We don't know all that. We don't know all that. All I know is that this guy, I feel like, I feel. Like, pardon the pun and the, the very poor choice of words right now, but I feel like banking on this guy. I feel, like, I feel like betting on this guy that he's going to succeed and I'm very excited to see some honesty and, and some accountability from a guy that was suspended for a year and, and it was a total injustice the way that it went down and he's still coming out and owning it. And I like that. And, and yeah, granted, he said some things in here like, you know, uh, I'm not trying to make excuses, but here are all my excuses. He he did kind of head in that direction, but I respected it because it was a very, very, a very, very heartfelt apology mixed with the I just want you all to know where I came from, so you don't think I'm some guy that just doesn't think about my actions. I want you to know my character, how I developed my character, and how I got off track, and that it, this isn't me. This wasn't me. This was me not thinking. And one player said, "What were you thinking when you you bet on the Falcons?" And he said, "That's the thing is I wasn't." I was, I was in a really dark place. I wasn't playing football. He didn't even have intentions of coming back. So it, it was it was kind of crazy how it all unfolded. Calvin Ridley, to me, is, I think we're going to go ahead and do it. I think we're going to go ahead and do it. This, this inspired me to maybe drop him on a little list right here. Maybe not the Moon Man list, but I think we deserve. he deserves to be put on the Satellite Man list right now.
2: Satellite Man. Space cadets in training.
0: We'll we'll fix this up and make it look all nice and, and pretty later. But you are on the satellite men list there, Calvin. And I'm hoping that T. Law, the Law Dog, makes you an absolute monster in 2023. And you have a nice little bounce back. Let's go, let's go, let's go, Calvin. Really. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for Calvin, and I, and I I truly 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 mean this. I will be rooting for him with every fiber of my being, whether I draft him, whether he gets overvalued and he becomes in a void, there is the potential that people draft him in the high third round. And I, I'm not saying to go that direction. I don't want to inflate his ADP any further than it might be inflated this, at this point. We haven't had a chance to see adjusted ADP data. We haven't had a chance to, uh, to essentially figure out where he's going to be um, in the coming weeks and months as we walk into the remainder of the offseason maybe he climbs to 3.1 to me that's too high maybe he climbs to 4.2 i don't mind him so much as a fourth drafted player but i love him as a fifth or sixth drafted player we have no clue we see people take him in the third take him in the fifth and and we don't have good data to rely on or lean on right now because this news of reinstatement is really going to potentially move his ADP. It's an ADP moving piece of news. And whenever a piece of news that's ADP moving pops out, we have to anticipate a value bump or a value you know dip, depending on the news. So he could climb into an uncomfortable, and when I say uncomfortable, I mean high territory. But even if he does, he's got my support. Even if he does, I'm rooting for Calvin Ridley, and I'm trying to re uh, reassess and, and, and also recapture the feelings and evaluation and projections that I had for him pre-decline, pre-unraveling. And honestly, it was in the top five to seven, very easily top five to seven potential territory for Calvin Ridley for wide receivers entering his decline year, his unraveling year. And remember, broken foot, 1,300 yards on a broken foot, nine touchdowns, and a team that didn't even know that his foot was broken. The team didn't even know his foot was broken. So, uh, and and I'm sorry I was running through that so quickly, trying to piece together what trainer or whoever. I think the entire staff got fired from that. I I even read that. So I apologize if I misspoke earlier. I believe that the staff currently there wasn't responsible at all for the broken playing on the broken foot, because according to what I just read, it's all it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> I'm, I'm real tired. I'm on a lot of I'm on a lot of no uh, a lot of hours with no sleep. But I believe he did say that the entire staff got wiped, and then the new staff sent him to Green Bay uh, to get the foot looked at. And the and the guy said within an hour, you got broken foot, bro. You got a broken foot. You have a broken foot, bro. 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns on a broken foot, bro. Broken foot. This guy's a monster. Excited. Excited to see Calvin Ridley do Calvin Ridley things. Uh, appreciate every single one of you in the building. Um, we're going to head on to the next piece of news here. First in the building was Michael K. CPA. I uh, love my man, Michael K. The CPA. Moon. I think in the building, Sandu, True Penguin, uh, Ian. Lunchbox, Blind Larry, Calvin, Calvin Terrell, uh, Danger, Derek Lincoln, uh, Bakes-A-Lot, and and Double-A, and Jimmy, and all you guys. I I can't keep listing you. There are too many of you. There are 125 of you in here. Our shows are popping now. Our shows are Smitty-approved. You've just been Smitty-approved. All of you have been Smitty-approved, but we are are 100-plus every single show now. And we're in the dead off season. We're growing this bad boy. We're taking it to the moon. I work for you, okay? I work for you. It's not the other way around. And I want you to know how much I appreciate you. if you're new, hit subscribe when you're filing on in. And let's take this thing to the to the promised land, okay? So Calvin Ridley, appreciate the Calvin Ridley uh, uh, project that's it's underway here. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the Lamar news real quickly. There's not anything specific. Hey, we're going to ramp mode again. I just want to prepare you. We're going into ramp mode. This isn't anything specific that uh, that I'm going to put on screen to read. This is more of a. We already know Carolina's out. Uh, Washington's out. Uh, the the Miami Dolphins are out. They can't even participate. The the one caveat here, and it's a very unlikely scenario, the Miami Dolphins can't participate in the Lamar Jackson non-exclusive tag offer sheet sweepstakes. And yet people are, or the Niners, or the Niners. You have the Niner, you have Niner pages all over, Niner people all over saying, oh, Lamar Jackson should be pursued by the 49ers. You can't. You're not even allowed. You're, you're prohibited from negotiating or speaking to Lamar Jackson, 49er faithful. I hate to tell you. The Miami Dolphins are prohibited. They're not allowed to negotiate with Lamar Jackson. You have to have a first and a second round pick. I'm sorry. You have to have a first round pick in 2023 and a first round pick in 2024 in order to be allowed to discuss uh, uh, anything with, with Lamar Jackson and try to negotiate and get and get an offer sheet created and slap it in front of him. You're not allowed. So this whole, should the Niners get in this? You can't. You can't. You can't. You're not even allowed. Stop talking about bringing Lamar Jackson into the fold right now. I will tell you a scenario that is a long workaround to try and get Lamar on the roster. I'll tell you, but it's an unlikely scenario. The Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers, while they can't participate and even talk to Lamar right now, once the NFL draft is over and concluded... And Lamar's still out there without offer sheets being signed. He's just waiting. No offer sheet. He's waiting. Bad offer sheet. I'm not accepting that. Another offer sheet comes in. I don't want that one. And we're sitting here waiting. We have until July 15 or 17. It's a different date this year because of the weekend. July 17 is when either the Ravens. Sign it or accept someone's offer sheet instead of you know rejecting it and sending the two first round picks in the direction of the offering team, or or Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can work out a long term contract like they could do that now. They could announce that we are signing Lamar Jackson to a long term contract. But Lamar is getting offer sheets right now, right? Maybe, maybe not. Well, according to all the sources out there, nobody wants him. Nobody wants a former MVP quarterback. They don't even want to try. These sources are so great. All these, according to sources, according to, and we talked about Diana Rossini, who again I respect, and and I, 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 this is nothing against her whatsoever. Um, but we had a report. I don't know where that report is. Let me see if I can find it. There's a report from Diana Rossini, um, where. Uh, she potentially has sources that say, you know, this team's out, that team's out, whatever, the Falcons are out, the Falcons, that was the one we're talking about. And I just hope her sources are wrong. It has nothing to do with her, but hopefully her sources are wrong. But you know what you have is you have this report, that report, this Twitter account, this verified Twitter account, this one saying, according to Diana Rossini, the Falcons are out on Lamar Jackson. So now it has a source, but if you follow the breadcrumbs, it still goes back to a unnamed source. And so for me, I'm not ready to write off Atlanta yet unless we hear it from the Atlanta Falcons themselves. And the craziest part about this entire Lamar Jackson uh, uh, frustrating situation right now from my perspective, from a reporting perspective, from a journalist perspective, okay? There are so many hack job journalists out there that don't have a journalism degree didn't go to a journalism college, don't have any a lick of journalism experience whatsoever, that are posing as journalists on Twitter. I'm a journalist now on Twitter. I am a news source on Twitter. I am this. I am that. I I, I have I have earned a right because I've coined myself a news analyst and an analyst on Twitter and Instagram because I created an Instagram account. I hereby announce that I'm an analyst. And I'd have no journalistic experience. Whatsoever. I, I think you should have some sort of credentials. Or history. Or something behind it. I'm, I just get so tired of everyone reporting. When they have no business reporting on anything. Show me credentials. Show me what you've done. To earn the, the right to be called a reporter. Or an analyst. Because it's honestly. It's garbage. But, but even, and, I'm, and again, n- none of this has to do with like ESPN reporters or Diana Russini. Um Again, she's really, really good, but her source, w- which again, appreciate her, especially on, on, on today. Let's appreciate all, all, all women. Um, uh, I've two, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad of two girls and I hope they run my show. I hope my two daughters take over my show and become the two best fantasy football sister analysts in the entire fantasy football planet. Okay, that's my goal. So I want everyone to know that I have nothing against uh, the report from Diana Rossini. but it is a source that I don't, ha- I don't have. And I- someone, someone tried to call me out on my, in my comments in one of my YouTube videos and said, Smitty, is what you're saying." Smitty is what you're saying that all sources should be called out because I said if you have a source, listen to what I'm saying. For those in the back, if you have a source that is unwilling to come forward and be quoted, I don't, I don't feel like they're that connected to the situation. This is us. This is a janitor. This is some uh, executive that's four offices down from the decision makers, and, and someone's leaking it anyway. You know what I'm saying? So like, let's not pretend that, oh, you have a source somewhere, even when Ian Rappaport's reporting it or Adam Schefter or whoever, that according to a source who doesn't want to be named, this is happening. We heard this with Deshaun Watson going to the Falcons before the, the Cleveland Browns Swept, they they jumped in and, and took him away from the Falcons. But oh, it's a done deal. Everybody on Twitter, it's a done deal. Uh, he's gone. He's gone. He's going into Atlanta, according to a source. I've got a source close to the situation. I'm so tired of hearing about sources. According to a source, we used to joke around about sources. We used to say, according to a source, now it's a staple. You can't read a report today in news uh, smoke season uh, uh, in this Particular time frame of fantasy football and NFL uh, 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 time frames. You you do you do not see a report now that has a legitimate source. And, and when someone says Smitty, that's why it's a source. It's an unnamed source. You can't rat them out. I know. I, I I graduated from one of the most prestigious journalism colleges in the in the entire United States, Walter Cronkite. Okay, I know I know a little bit about this topic. And I don't, I don't need to be told, hey, Smitty, sources are not supposed to be leaked. That's the whole point of a source. Yes, I understand that. There are occasions when somebody has an unnamed source. Okay, I get that. Unnamed sources are important. Unnamed sources pop up from time to time. But when everybody and their mother now, including the top dog reporters, are not citing anybody and it's just rumor mill and it's everybody trying to 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 get the, the information as fast out as possible and i know i'm guilty of it too because i also try and go live immediately when news breaks sometimes i barely read what i'm reading and i go live on it and i digest it with you but i'm in a different position i'm in an evaluation position i'm also in a in a opinion position. I don't claim to be a news fact reporter. I'm looking at something going, do, do, do we like this or do we not? Are we shooting this down or do we believe in this? Uh, real quickly, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Chris. Chris, what's up, my guy? Um, well, Can Lamar go to Detroit? Can Lamar
3: go I to mean, Detroit's Detroit? Got, yeah, Detroit's got the 6th and the 18th pick in the draft. to give him the 6th. And the uh, first next year, Um, I mean, nobody's talking about
0: Detroit. Could Detroit possibly end up with Lamar? It's not impossible, but from what I've gathered, according to my sources, Chris, my sources tell me that they love golf, and they're rolling with golf another year. But is there a world where this, 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 this team is sitting there, the decision makers, Chris, are they sitting in a boardroom? Okay, and and, and maybe they they publicly backed golf, but who's publicly backed golf? The entire organization has the owner officially backed Goff? Is it just the GM? Is the coach on board with it? You know what I mean? Like that's what I that's what I hate when there's so there's these absolutes about a team in or out on Lamar, and and that's where I was going, Chris, because I didn't even get there yet because I got myself off on of a the tangent. Then you called me, which is fine, but my whole point before you, you sit tight because I got to finish my rant, Chris. But when these right, teams, then. when these team or when these these reporters say these teams are out, and they were and in, in, in that we had Carolina. Here are our different reports. We had we had Carolina. We had Washington, Miami, who can't even negotiate. Uh, Las Vegas and Atlanta out. We had them out immediately, within like a couple hours. Chris, I promise you, these teams did not not have time to meet on a grand scale about this. Someone was asked somewhere, "Are you going after Lamar?" Uh. No, no, no. No, I don't think we have plans going after Lamar. Chris, when some, when you've got the 1.2 in a rookie pick, a rookie draft, and you the 1.3 guy comes to you, Chris. and He says, "Hey, you got the 1.2. Who you taking? Are you going to tell him? What about the guy at 1.1, Chris? Are you going to tell him who you want at 1.2? Are you going to tell him your plan mm. of attack? No. No. So what makes anybody think that after 2 or 3 hours of digesting One of the craziest things we've seen in a long time, where Lamar Jackson, who commands three first-rounders, is non-exclusive franchise tagged at a cost of two first-rounders for any team that has the balls and intelligence and competence to come drop an offer sheet on Lamar Jackson's feet. A guy I've called a bust for three straight years in Baltimore because I can't stand him in Baltimore because Baltimore doesn't support him. But these teams would have to be incompetent. Chris, incompetent, just absolute stupidity from top to bottom. If they won't even lay down a bad offer sheet for Lamar Jackson, you're telling me the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons that were drooling over the idea of Deshaun Watson, who was had for a lot more than what they're talking about How you have to acquire Lamar Jackson? Oh, Lamar Jackson gets hurt every year. Look, I predicted him to get hurt and be injured and be a bust for three straight years. But even I'm smart enough to know that he has the potential in a new environment with support to actually succeed. And so you tell me that the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers, and it was the Cleveland Browns, they were all drooling over over Deshaun Watson. We need Deshaun Watson. We got to get Deshaun Watson. We're drooling over Deshaun Watson. Who's going to beat who to get Deshaun Watson? You're telling me that these two teams that missed out, Carolina and Atlanta, are just within hours of the announcement of, hey, guess what, guys? Oh, my God. Mind-blowing information. He was an exclusive franchise tagged, which means we're all paying three three first-rounders minimum and paying him $200 million in guaranteed money or he no he was non-exclusive tagged which means we all can negotiate with him and talk to him right now we all can go offer an offer sheet even if it's a low ball number what if he just wants out what if we what if we slap down 150 million guaranteed but with some huge 250 million dollars in very achievable incentives what if we can trick him into doing that what if we could get him to sign a a very low uh, about that works for us and all we got to pay is two first runners you're telling me and i'm not saying the carolina panthers won't be officially out Uh, they, maybe they are right now since i've been live i'm not saying that the atlanta falcons won't officially be out and that diana russini's sources were actually accurate i, I want to make that very clear i'm not saying that they're for sure not i'm hoping that they're not accurate because they're sources but you're telling me that after two or three hours of digesting this information we know for a fact that because of sources that Carolina's out and that Atlanta's out and Washington's out. And then enemy got all the people that come in, Chris, that say things like, Smitty, it's collusion between the NFL teams. They've gotten together and said, we're not going to pay a, a, a guaranteed contracts anymore. Is there part of that maybe going on? Are there? Is there a, a, a big boys club between a couple clubs that are saying, let's do this? Yeah, but guess what? Just like when, I'll take it back to a fantasy league example. When I drafted uh, I drafted Drew Brees, and, and I was like five years ago, in a league where I already drafted my quarterback really, really early, and Drew Brees fell to like the fifth round when he was the absolute monster. I drafted him as well. And all my buddies said, let's lock arms, and let's not trade with Smitty. He, he thinks he's going to trade Drew Brees to us, but if we all lock arms... And we say, we're not going to trade with Smitty. So he gets stuck with that dumb pick of taking his second quarterback in a one QB league. Guess what happened, bro? This was when Gronk was a first round pick. I just went to one owner at a time. And I said, why don't you break that little locked arm, little little agreement you got. And why don't you take Drew Brees so you can win your fantasy football championship, bro? They folded like Chairs. Nobody's sticking together. These owners aren't going to lock arms and not get a quarterback that they need to win to, to try and win a Super Bowl because they're all going to try to band together. Do you think these owners actually care about each other? They care about their own organization. They care about their own team winning. If anybody thinks the entire league all these owners together are going to sacrifice bringing in Lamar Jackson to change their franchise over let's try and knock these salaries down that's absolute stupidity not to mention that it's also suggesting that these owners don't think they could like I said earlier sway Lamar Jackson by putting down an offer sheet that is not what he wants but there's incentives that get him where he wants that are easily achievable team-friendly deal you would try. You would try. You wouldn't just lock arms and say, We're not gonna try we're not gonna try and make a, a deal and offer for Lamar Jackson. You're gonna try. Why would you assume that he might not be swayable to get out of a situation that's growing and growing and growing in animosity between Lamar and team? It's ridiculous, but even more ridiculous what? is the reporting on it. Because these teams aren't out yet. Even if they end up being out, no one knew that the Falcons were for sure out. I'm sorry. I I don't buy any of it, Chris. I don't buy a single bit of it.
3: Oh, I I don't think any of the teams are out either. But nobody mentions Detroit. And they've got all the offensive pieces Lamar needs. He's got two good wide receivers in all And Jameis Williamson, he's got a running game.
0: I mean all Detroit needs is the quarterback. I, I, I and back to your question. I'm sorry, I apologize. Real quickly, TMT dropped a twenty dollar hauler. And let me just say something. I went to my brother, who is an industrial design maniac machine. He can build anything. And I said, I got a problem, big brother. Big brother Smitty. My my uh, my make it rain machine, it uh, it doesn't have the juice anymore. In the motor got burned out because of all your amazing $20 hollers. Anybody that gets a $20 holler, I make it rain in the studio. And so I went to said brother, and I said, Brother Smitty, uh, I need you to enhance my money make it rain machine and put a a car battery attached to what I requested. He makeshifted this bad boy. It's got a battery uh, makeshifted into another battery, multiple batteries attached to this, and now this thing shoots 30... Bills per second. I haven't tried it yet. I'm gonna try it live. He told me it shoots thirty bills per second. Okay, so we're gonna to go to the wide screen here, and we're gonna go ahead, and we're gonna we're gonna make it rain, and we're gonna empty the entire hundred bill clip. Five, four, three, two, one. Hundred bills, absolutely emptied. Appreciate. TMT to the, to the moon. You are the man. Hang tight, Chris. Let's see what's going on with TMT super chat. Keep it. R- keep ranting, Smitty. Love, uh, dropping the twenty-dollar hauler, Keep the lights on. Absolutely amazing. My my floor is full. I have no more. I got to reload. Uh, that was that was thirty bills a second. Um, let's go, uh, Chris. To answer your question, Chris. Could the yeah. Detroit Lions be a player for, uh, for that was this is impressive. I'm i I'm gonna tell my brother he did a good job. Just gotta make I love the battery. He's like I'm sorry the battery I couldn't fit. I go I love it. I, I I was hoping that five batteries were outside of this thing. We're gonna decorate it. This is now oh man that, that worked like a charm. Listen to this thing. <laughs> this thing came from Amazon. It was like, but it get caught. Now it's like. <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like he hooked up a, a garbage disposal to it um to answer your question I'm sorry I' am so long-winded on this Detroit no most problem. certainly could get it why could Detroit get in because like I said who cares what one person said about golf we're all in on golf we don't know I'm not saying he's going to Detroit I'm just saying answering your question but now the landscape has changed. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's now a non-exclusive tag player that no one expected that to happen. So Detroit, all these teams that may have been out before the non-exclusive tag announcement came down, might be back in, at least at a table, sitting around going, wait a second, I know we love golf, but let's just talk about this for a second. If the Detroit Lions, to your point, Chris, okay, I want you to understand, I don't know that it's likely at this point, but to your point, Chris, the Detroit Lions would be incompetent to not go explore this because if you put Lamar Jackson on this team, you are a Super Bowl top six caliber team, Super Bowl contending top six team. This this Detroit Lions team is already going to make the playoffs in 2023. To the moon, to the Detroit Lions, they Number gave us a big taste of what's to come. And your boy somebody talked about this at the beginning of the year, a surprise team on the up and up. Uh, maybe doesn't quite get there in this year but we see a taste of the Cincinnati Bengal blueprint unfolding and we did we saw exactly that the Bengals division winner the year that they won the division everybody laughed at me Chris Detroit Lions are gonna do the same thing everybody laughed they looked fantastic they didn't go to they didn't go as far as I wanted but they sh- they certainly showed us what's in what's in store and if they go get Lamar Jackson it's an absolute championship Ron Navy Ron Navy dropping a twenty dollar hauler. Chris, tell me what you're thinking here, Chris, while I pick up these bills and reload. Well,
3: um, I'm my my theory is this is it's a win win for Baltimore too, because they'll get the six picks from Detroit and the number one pick next year. Combine those two picks together and maybe jump up to number one and get Anthony Richards, like you were talking about last night. I watched your show nightly
0: and I love it. I'm glad, bro. Do I, do, like, answer this honestly. Do I tuck you in at night? Do I do a good job tucking you in at night? Oh, you, you're you one of the best shows I've seen as far as fantasy football work. Any knowledge. Best, best. I watch best, your thing on YouTube every night. Best Tucker in her around, aren't I? Uh, y- y- yeah. in, your, in your earpiece. Uh, I appreciate you, Chris. I appreciate you. All right, this one's for Ron Navy. Ron Navy dropping a $20 holler on screen. I had to, I had to reload. Ron, I don't know if you saw this. This is 300 bills per second. Uh, It might be a second and a half. 300 bills per second and a half. Ron Navy making it rain. My brother did a good job. My brother did a good job. Ron Navy dropping a $20 hauler on screen. Ron Navy says turbocharged. <laughs> the, the problem with this, my brother did too good. Because now I gotta go, I gotta get extra stacks. Because now I just have to every every time reload. He, Smitty's missing. Where is he at? He's on the floor cleaning up dollar dollar bills, y'all. Uh Chris, I appreciate you. Hang tight, okay? I like this call. Yeah. I like this caller, Chris. We're going we're gonna to keep them on a panel here. Uh, hang tight while I get through the news. Uh, mute yourself if, if you mouth breathe. If not, you can stay there. Just hang tight real quickly. Let me get through this news. Lamar Jackson, Okay. at the end of the day, here's my here's my end of day, uh, my, my final rant. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. Lamar Jackson could go anywhere. Let's stop talking about Atlanta being out until Atlanta makes an official statement. And maybe they never even do. Maybe we just hear sources say they're out. And, and we leave it at that. Why... <laughs> Why would the Washington commanders, football team presidents, whatever you want to call them, why would the Washington commanders be out on Lamar Jackson before they even make a bad offer? Why? Why on earth would you do that? And don't tell me it's because his contract's too big, Smitty. Nobody wants to pay that much. You don't have to. You can offer whatever you want. Nobody's making offers. Let me ask you a question. For anybody that's saying, Smitty, no one wants to pay the top dollar. Nobody's offering. Do you know what happens when no one offers? Somebody gets the bright idea to say, well, if no one's offering, why don't we throw an offer out? Why don't we throw a low-ball offer out? See how badly he wants out of Baltimore. Why don't we do that? Why don't we just throw a bad offer out? I don't know. Nobody's going to make an offer? No, You're telling me the Washington football team commander's are so excited about what they got going on. And I like Hal, And we're going to talk about Hal in a minute. There's a piece of news right here. But you're telling me this team's out. Give me a break. I'm tired of the bad reporting. I'm tired of the sources. Sources are okay. Especially if you have, you have a track record with your sources. The moment you say sources said. And it doesn't work out. You lose credibility with me. And not everybody gets to use sources. You have to really have sources. Even me. I've got people I talk to that are connected at some level or another, more so or less so than others, two teams. I have text message chats from people that know people inside organizations. I've got some stronger than others, but even I can't just come out and say, according to sources, because it's going to hold no weight because I don't have the Adam Schefter credibility to drop a piece of news with a connected source. I have sources. I hear vibes. I can share with you, hey, the people close to this situation that I know, nothing guaranteed, but my vibe I'm getting, and it's usually pretty good in terms of what's going on at that moment. It can change directions like anything, but you can't just use sources all the time. It bothers me. It bothers me. We need to go back to where if you're going to have something to say and the person feels strong enough about it, they're going to put their name to it. Otherwise they're ratting. Okay. If someone's sourcing out something, and they won't put their name to it. It either isn't very close to the situation after all. They're projecting and predicting like we are. And number 3, they're ratting out the situation. This is a per- like the person that's giving this information that's afraid to give their name. Why are they afraid to give their name? Are they spilling the beans on something they shouldn't be spilling? That's who that's who's giving us the information? Like give me a break. Give me a break. Uh, as for DeAndre Hopkins, this man, this myth, this legend. Uh I I am a little bit I'm a little bit saddened that he could potentially be uh heading somewhere else in 2023 but it is what it is and DeAndre Hopkins um where where is my Hopkins piece of news I don't know that I even have it on the screen anymore let's see Hopkins is right here yeah here it is Uh DeAndre Hopkins is uh he was interviewed on Pat McAfee today and uh he said that he admitted that he's been hearing a lot of trade talks and in 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 rumors and such uh, but on that subject he basically said that he's flexible his last two years are flexible in the in terms of being traded uh, to help the team that's acquiring him but he's also said that he he is where he is right now and it was a it was a really stand-up comment of of Hopkins to make he said that right now he's an Arizona Cardinal so right now that's what's in front of him and he's not too concerned about what could change right now he's a cardinal and I love that answer because if he does end up coming back, this guy wants to play football wherever he's at, and I love that about DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be missed if he gets traded away from my Arizona Cardinals. My projected landing spots for him. My number one projected landing spot would probably be, I would say, the, the, the Chicago Bears. I think that makes the most sense for a, a mobile quarterback like Deshaun Watson was, like Kyler Murray was, this guy is a specialist from catching footballs from a mobile quarterback. The the Bears would be crazy not to offer a second round pick, which is probably what he he probably go for for less than that. Like I, I would I would overpay. You know in an auction when you say, "Uh going once, going to $26." Okay, going 27. I want to bid myself up 27. Uh you just bid 26. 28. I would if I was the the Chicago Bears, I'd make sure I got it done. Because if you give Hopkins to Fields, you are saving Fields' long-term health and ability to stay healthy. And you're stretching defenses out. Now everybody's like, it's it's keep away. It's it's, it's Justin Fields against an entire defense every single game. Keep away. It's like that kid that that, that flunked and, 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 and failed two grades. And in fifth grade, the guy's like six foot. Okay? And, and there was a guy in my school that was literally, he was driving to school in eighth grade. He was driving to school in eighth grade. You drive to school your sophomore year. He drove to school in eighth grade. I'm not joking. This is not an exaggeration. We would sit there and play at any grade level from f- fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. This kid was always bigger than us. He looked like a he looked like a man. This the man in fifth grade. He looked like a man. Had a mustache. He was sitting next to me. It was the weirdest thing in the world. And, and I was the best runner in my school aside from this guy. I could never beat him up. Well, I was always number two because I was running against a grown man. I was always playing second fiddle to him in every sport. It drove me nuts. But this guy, he literally catched the football or anybody would catch the football. And we were in fifth grade and the eighth graders were across the field. We'd hand it to him and we just let him go. And he would just go, pile drive through the entire uh, entire defense, score a touchdown. We loved this guy. He was our sports hero. And he was two years behind everybody. Drove to school in eighth grade. Loved him. Everybody loved him. I'm sure when he got to his sophomore year in high school, he couldn't even play uh, varsity sports anymore. But But anyway... This reminds me, Fields reminds me of that guy. It's like keep away. Everybody else is just watching him run the ball in the field. They need Hopkins. They need Hopkins more than any other team in the National Football League. But are the Chicago Bears smart enough to know this? Are the Chicago Bears smart enough to go get DeAndre Hopkins so that they can use their other draft picks and they've got a good good amount of draft capital to improve around those two? maybe even trade that number 1 down to 15 18 draft Bijan Robinson. Chris, would you enjoy whether you're a a bear fan or not watching Fields, Hopkins and Bijan Robinson on a roster? Chris, would that entertain you? Could you get the yeah. could you get a good night's rest with me tucking you in at night talking about that in a late night live stream in your earpiece as yeah, you go to sleep?
3: Very much so.
0: Yeah, you'd sleep like a baby if I was if I was talking about that topic. Uh, Hopkins, okay, so we got that out of the way, we have no idea what's happening with Hopkins, but this right here, I'm not ready for this, I'm sorry, I, I I would it out, Cardinals officially release wide receiver Robbie Anderson, I'm not calling him chosen Anderson, I refuse, call me old school, but I do not accept his determination of his new, uh, chosen name, I'm calling him Robbie Anderson, and he wasn't chosen after all. He was chosen to be released, but Robbie Anderson changing his name, I'm not going to be a part of that right now. Not yet. Too soon for me. Sam, uh, oh, we got to get to, let me get to this out of the way, and then we'll go to A-Rod. Sam Howell, Commander's Head Coach Ron Rivera said, if a veteran quarterback beats out Sam Howell in week one, so be it. This is a a different vibe than we got when it was Sam Howell's our guy. If a veteran beats him out, so be it. This makes me wonder if Lamar at the
1: backyard.
0: could be in play. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Washington's out, Smitty. According to sources, Smitty sources say Washington's out. Why are they making a statement about a veteran quarterback? I don't know. But but anyway, Sam Howell, I do like. If they end up getting stuck with Sam Howell, I really think out of any quarterback in the NFL that is a deep, 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 deep East Coast tatty, dropping a five, five, uh, five exclusive membership drop. Appreciate you, East Coast Taddy, for doing that. He's such a monster, this guy. Uh, Ian Rappaport talking about, uh, let's see, let's get on to Aaron Aaron A-Rod, this A-Rod news. Um, The NFL, uh, or the Jets, joined the rest of us simply waiting for still Packers, QB, Aaron Rodgers to make his decision. Uh, Apparently, this meeting that he had with the New York Jets where they flew out on a private plane to come see Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure they went to some yoga uh, uh, you know, juice shop. You know, with wheat wheatgrass or something, and had had a had a bite on a pillow without even a chair, meditating on a blanket um, with uh, with horses and camels all around. Like, I'm sure he's still in meditative state right now. But they met with him. It, it reportedly went really well. But A Rod and I love A Rod. I'm not ripping on him. I love A Rod. But I'm sure he's nonchalant about it. Like, you know, hey A Rod, if you don't go now, the, the 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 Jets may move on. They may sign Derek Carr. Then I don't care. Derek Carr ends up going to New Orleans. Oh, God, you just escaped it. But now Lamar could be in play. Oh, you know, it's okay. He's nonchalant. He doesn't care. He really doesn't care. He's beaten uh, to the tune of his, no, his, his own drum. And so, you know, I, I like that about him, but we're going to be waiting. We're going to be waiting. I do imagine we will hear before the 15th because he has said from his own mouth, and I do trust him. He's a very trustworthy person in my mind. I know a lot of people have the whole, you know, the, the whole situation that happened, on I'm not even going to get into it where people say he's a liar and they don't trust him. I trust him. I trust the words coming out of his mouth. And when he says that he's going to do something, I think he's going to do it. He said he would let everybody know before the new league year starts, which starts on the 15th of this month. Today is March 8th. So we have uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Seven days for those of you that went to college and studied mathematics. Seven days we have until... Uh, we find out what's going on. I, I truly believe we'll hear within within that seven-day window. And we'll know what's going on. What's my gut tell me? I think it's 50-50 at this point. It felt 80% likely he was going to the Raiders or Jets. But every moment we get closer to that like deadline, that hard deadline that he really set for himself, I feel like he leans closer to Green Bay. It, it's one of those things where he ends up just kind of... Folding back into his his, his rhythm and his, his, his tendencies of, of wanting to stay where he is, the comfortability. But here's the other thing too, though, that we need to read in between the lines. And then I'll let Chris talk again, and then anybody else wants to call in on the panel, go ahead and call in. But this is my thinking here. Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't want to be part of a reload or a team pretending to not be reloading, or, or a team pretending not to be rebuilding. They haven't reloaded anything. Now, could they say, we're waiting until we know... And once Aaron Rodgers is game, we'll go trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins in Chicago or Hopkins in Green Bay makes the most sense. Now, will the, the Cardinals trade to an NFC team? I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll want to trade him out of the AFC. I don't know that the Cardinals care because while the by the time the Cardinals are relevant, Hopkins will be on the decline anyway. So maybe they don't care and it comes down to the highest bidder. But if I had to guess, DeAndre Hopkins will be a Green Bay Packer or if Aaron Rodgers stays, or he'll be a a Chicago Bear with Justin Fields, and I think that if they reload with with Hopkins, and, and I don't know how I feel about that with Christian Watson, I'm just telling you what I think is on the table here, uh, that would be a reload, that would be a reload, I think Aaron Rodgers would be good with that, so if the conversation is had with Green Bay, hey I want to come back, are we reloading? Yeah, what do you want? Hopkins. We can make that happen because that's going to cost us a second-round pick at the most. We'll go ahead and do that. We'll get that going. They get it. They bring Hopkins over. Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer. If Aaron Rodgers says, you know what? I want to go play with uh, an amazing defense like this New York Jets defense. I want to play with Brees Hall. I want to play with Garrett Wilson. I want to have this amazing defense. I want this experience of a new location fresh environment win a Super Bowl with a new team like Tom Brady did to add to my legacy because his legacy is important to him and and I think that when you win a Super Bowl with a second team that that goes a long way for painting a picture about your career especially when you get some distance between when it happened and at the end of the day you know what I'm saying like George Bush when he was the president was everyone talked about how george bush would be remembered as the worst president in the united states ever and and that was for people that were in that moment that hated him that said that and look at look at now no one has a bad thing to say about george bush <laughs> he's like it's like if anything he's like a saint to a lot of people uh, and, and that's the way I think people remember quarterbacks and and people in, in the NFL. So I, I feel like while Aaron Rodgers is talked about as being inaccurate, he's a playoff choker, if he goes and wins the Super Bowl with the New York Jets in one to two years, and, and, and then he steps away from the game, five years from now, no one's talking about choking. Everyone's talking about two Super Bowls, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, and he'll be remembered that until the end of time. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers... My guess is New York is about 65% likely, and then the rest of it's Green Bay. I don't I don't think it's divided between Las Vegas or any other situation. It's New York or it's Green Bay. I guess retirement. I'd say 10% retirement, 10% retirement, 65%. I would say 65% would be the Jets, and then the remainder, uh, 25, would be uh, would potentially be Green Bay, and that could change with the wind. Chris, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Where is he going?
3: Uh, I, I'm almost willing to say he's going back to Green Bay, but who knows? He could end up with the Jets.
0: Yeah. Um, he, he
3: hasn't said one way or another. Um, I saw a thing on, um, where Tom Brady didn't, did mention. He put something, I think it was on Facebook where he said, um, to everybody who thinks I'm coming back to the NFL, I just bought a two-month-old kitten for my daughter.
0: Yeah, we talked so about... So I don't know if he's coming back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that that holds much weight with me, Chris, as much as it might with you. Uh, talking about his little kitten, joking on Twitter, doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. When you've been around as long as your boy Smitty has been, I don't mean to date myself, but when you watch Michael Jordan retire multiple times, when you watch Tom Brady retire already multiple times when you watch some of the greatest players retire and they're not ready to retire and they come back you watch Philip Rivers retire and we haven't heard anything about Philip Rivers until just recently we heard that he maybe tried to come back in 2022 Philip Rivers called some teams about coming back to play I'm telling you bro I don't consider his first retirement a legitimate retirement and I almost feel like the goat of all time when whoever it is LeBron Is going to retire and come back jordan the only the only way lebron wouldn't is he's going to play so long that maybe he gets to a point where he doesn't have a window to come back that's the only thing that would make me think lebron could retire and not come back but tiger woods Um, uh the greatest the greatest players of all time always retire and come back and a lot of the time it's multiple times and if you consider tom brady's first retirement or retirement where he's retired a month then so be it. He's retired twice and maybe he's done. But I firmly believe, bro, that if you called him, he doesn't want to come back under the, con- the, the, under the context of what it would mean to come back right now. Camp. Going through a grueling camp like a young man. He's not a young man anymore. He's even said coming back to camp and going through August is what really Makes him feel like you know he wants to retire when he was when he was actually still playing. The
3: thing with the about Brady with me that and I I I'm afraid that if Brady does come back, he'll sort of end up making himself a joke like Brett Favre did, how he would retire, come back. He retire, won't. He back. won't.
0: He won't. For one reason, the two teams he would come back to would be the the San Francisco 49ers, Let's say they're ten 10-11 wins and they don't have a quarterback because. Brock Purdy's not ready, re-injures himself. Trey Lance is hurt. Uh, Shanahan runs them both into the ground again. And the Niners have 12 wins, and they're a playoff contending team. They call up Tom Brady. They say, Thomas, we need you. And he wants to play and win a Super Bowl for the Niners so bad. Tell me one thing, bro. Do you really think that he's 100% in his soul and mind and body wanting to be retired? Or do you think it's just a very, very hard... Like percentage amount, like yes, I I shouldn't play anymore. I think he's anymore. like 50-50 okay. on it. Okay, but 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 do, do you think that you could almost guarantee there's at least twenty percent of him that still wants to play? But he's like, no, I can't though. I can't. Oh, I gotta think it's okay. like I okay. said. I think it's like fifty
3: okay. percent. He wants to play. Fifty percent. He but, wants to stay but retired. But even if it
0: was, even if it was guaranteed, let's say the the person that says Tom Brady's not coming back out there. If you're that person, call in first of all. If you're that person, you can't honestly say there isn't probably twenty. Or 15% of him that still wants to play. There's at least it, the biggest Tom Brady returning to the game doubter has to be able to admit. There's probably 15-20% of him that still wants to play. And and coming back now, that's not a strong enough percentage to hit the field in August and go through camp. It's not a strong enough percentage. But what it is a strong enough percentage for is when you're called and said, "Hey, you don't have to go through anything. You get to walk in and play two or three regular season games and go through a playoff run, win a Super Bowl, and then retire with another ring, adding to your legacy, having people say, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And Tom you think Tom Brady's going to answer differently? Do you think Tom Brady's percentages of wanting to unretire change if he gets a phone call You know, and they say, we need you? And I don't know what the deadline is to come back during the season. I know he can still come back. He's not officially, 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 officially retired where he can't undo it. But what's the deadline on when he can play? But I'm telling you right now, bro, he's coming back to the Miami Dolphins or he's coming back to the San Francisco 49ers. And the part the part of the reason I think that the Niners won't bring him back is because of Shanahan unless John Lynch forces the issue, much like I believe he forced the trade of Christian McCaffrey because that was a John Lynch move. And I send John Lynch to the moon the moon i don't i don't send shanahan to the moon i send john lynch to the moon for what an amazing move that was to bring in christian mccaffrey at the cost of a second a third and a fourth round pick the league should be in every team in the league the other 30 teams should be ashamed of themselves for not going after mccaffrey for two second rounders especially teams like the bills and the eagles and the cincinnati Bengals. And all these teams, even every team, every team that could have potentially got Christian McCaffrey for a ham sandwich. And Christian McCaffrey, not only, the, the Niners wouldn't have made the playoffs without Christian McCaffrey. And they became a Super Bowl contending team because of Christian McCaffrey. And so that goes to show that Derrick Henry, and they might have paved and pioneered a blueprint path. For these teams like the Bills, the Eagles, and uh, and uh, the the Bengals, who are looking at KC as a uh, as a as a, a team they need to knock off. This is the this is the dog, the dog team in the league. And what can we do to get an edge? Guess what? The Niners may have paved the way to say, open your eyes, because Derek Henry, who maybe has one year left if you're lucky. I don't in fantasy. I don't bank on it. But as a GM or an owner, I'm loving him for six, seven, eight games, ten games, whatever he gives me. Okay, But if you think he's not worth a second-round pick, you're out of your mind. This goes back to the incompetence thing again. I just feel like there's so much incompetence going around right now. How do you not feel that Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb aren't worth a second-round pick? And Nick Chubb's reportedly potentially available. It's probably fake news. But if you went to the, the Browns and said, we'll give you two second-rounders for Nick Chubb, they probably go, Hol, hold on right, a minute, we'll be right back. Are we going to take two second rounders for Nick Chubb? How long's Nick Chubb got? What do you think, Bob? Year and a half? Year? Let's do it. Two first, two second rounders, let's ask for a fourth. Two second rounders and a fourth rounder. If you're the Bengals, you're crazy. You're crazy not to do that or even offer that. If you're the Bills, why not? Derrick Henry, Chubb, one of them should be on the move based on that premise alone that you can take a Christian McCaffrey Put it into a a good team and become one of the best teams in the NFL. It's absolutely crazy. And as for the Tom Brady thing, let me just just leave it at this, bro. Let me just leave it at this. Tom Brady, like I said, if he's 20% wanting to play football right now, that was not enough to go into August and go through camp so he retired. He was not at 100%. There's no way you can step away from the game at his level with his accomplishments, being the best quarterback to ever play the game, being the GOAT. Across all sports, to some people, and you step away with a hundred percent certainty that you, you know, hundred percent. I want to stop. It was eighty percent. It was seventy percent. It was a big enough number to retire. But, but in week nine, week ten, whatever, when he gets the call, and they say, "Hey, do you want to play three regular season games, four regular season games?" We, we've already clinched the the division. You, you know, you could even sit out week seventeen and week, you know, eighteen, come back and win a Super Bowl. How much more does that 20% go to 80%? How quickly does your 20% turn to 80% when you literally just have to go through a playoff run? And if anybody thinks Tom Brady, to your point, Chris, I don't want to say anything about your stance, but if anybody thinks Tom Brady is for sure washed up and can't deliver in Miami with Tyreek Hill and Waddle in a high-octane circus of a track and field team, or in San Francisco where you got Christian McCaffrey... George Kittle, number one defense in the league, or number two from last year, right? And probably top three this year. You have Ayuk and, oh, Debo Samuel. You think Tom Brady couldn't actually go out there with his left arm and win a Super Bowl? I don't know what to tell you. Tom Brady could break his two smallest fingers on his hand. And still win a Super Bowl with that team. If you walked into week 12 or 13, they clinched the division. And it, 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 Seattle's the only team that got a well, I guess the Rams could bounce back a little bit. I think people write them off too much. But the Niners have a real good shot of clinching the division. Or at least grabbing one of the wild card spots. Tom Brady, I believe, is coming back at some point. Is to the Dolphins. Is to the Niners. It will be a fun, fun thing to reflect back on. Uh, uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, the Bruce on the line. The Bruce, you're on with Chris and Smitty. You're live. What can we do for you, Brucey?
2: Hey, Smitty. With the uh, addition of Ridley coming back, which one does it hurt fantasy wise? Uh, like Ingram, Jones, any of the receivers? Which one does uh, that yeah, hurt the most? Yeah, so
0: let, uh, Ridley. Ridley is such a good topic, man. I love I love this guy, Calvin Ridley, as my my opening. Suggested, right? Um Zay Jones. Zay Jones probably can't be consistent with the acquisition of Calvin Ridley. I think because we've seen Ingram be so good, so good with Trevor Lawrence. And because Ingram has a different piece of the offense kind of tied up, those targets are not targets that get shared with the wide receiver room. I think Ingram's not going to really miss a beat. Maybe some touchdowns could get taken away, but whatever. But T-Law leans on Ingram uh, to a degree similar to how Mahomes leans on Kelsey. You know, I'm not saying Ingram's Kelsey. I'm saying that the the relationship and rapport between T-Law and Ingram very much mirrors the relationship of Mahomes and Kelsey. It's where's Ingram? Where's Ingram? And while Ridley's going to do really well, he still has some I think, uh, uh, trust to build back with us before we start saying, oh, he's going to take over all his tar- targets to where T-Law is not going to have enough to go around. T-Law is a gunslinger. T-Law, the law dog, is potentially, he's moon man capable, to be frank. He probably should be on the satellite men list, to be honest. And maybe I'll add him to it, because T-Law has top five, six, seven quarterback appeal. He's not in the top four. It's, it's Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, Burrow. And Josh Allen, those are the top four. Any order, I don't care what your order is. Those are the top four. Tier break, and below that is a a dogfight that could be between uh, Lamar Jackson, Fields, and T. Law. But only if Lamar's elsewhere. If Lamar's not elsewhere, he's in that debate in theory on paper. But he's probably gonna bust again, like I predicted for three straight years. Lamar is an absolute. Bus candidate without hesitation in Baltimore where they don't support him. And if they draft a wide receiver like Quentin Johnson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba Flowers or Addison at number 22 overall, if they're lucky enough to get one and smart enough to select one, We can have a different conversation about that risk level of busting going down a little. But Lamar in Baltimore is a bust candidate. Whether it's a huge bust candidate with no wide receiver or a little bit lesser bust candidate but still a bust candidate because he has a rookie wide receiver they finally drafted. But they might not develop well. And who knows what the heck happens over there? He's a bus candidate. But if Lamar's in a different location, in Atlanta, in, in Carolina, in all these locations that are supposedly out within an hour or two of the announcement, which is hogwash, it's crap, it's it's lies, it's fake news, it's cap. It, if anybody thinks that uh, Lamar Jackson isn't in there in a different situation, they're crazy. Um, Sorry about all the the absolutes today. I'm I'm in a little bit of a rant mode, and and sometimes in a rant mode, I I do get a little riled up. But I will say that if Lamar's in Baltimore, it is T-Law and Fields. Fields and T-Law. And Ridley's a big, big reason why he's such a secure pick this year because I think walking into the season without Ridley, we'd be excited, but there's some (laughs) Justin Herbert vulnerability of recidivism. You know what I'm saying? This could be a very, very uh, uh, complex year for T-Law like Herbert's year was coming off his first big year. Defenses have more film on you. Defenses are coming at you. And there's a possibility Zay Jones doesn't stay healthy, whatever. Getting Ridley is a a, a thing that the char- the Chargers should have done something like that to continue to grow and cultivate Herbert and they didn't, and the Chargers failed. And the Chargers are failing right now, in my eyes. Unless they go after at 20, I believe 21 overall in the NFL Draft Board, let's pull it up right here. NFL Draft Board, you've got uh, the Chargers at 21 overall. If they don't take a wide receiver there to the tune of a top four wide receiver, and they send Herbert out there with the receivers he has now. Uh, you've got Mike Williams, who's getting paid bank, and he plays four games a season. you got old man Keenan Allen, who we like, and he's probably pretty good, but he's always kind of banged up even if he plays through a lot of his injuries. He's older now. I bet you he misses a grip of time in 2023. I don't want to be sitting here going, Oh, if he had wide receivers, he'd be good. I'm out on Herbert, who I was totally in on. I admit, I missed by a mile on Herbert last year because I believed that the receivers would stay healthy, and I believed that this team could survive and do great things no matter what was happening because they had Eckler, they had two good wide receivers, one of them's going to be healthy uh, at a certain point. If they don't do what the Jaguars did, Herbert's not bouncing back to the degree we all want him to. I'm very hopeful about him for the future. He's one of the better talents in the league at the quarterback position below the big four. He's arguably number five if he has a big name wide receiver. He could. I could put Herbert. I don't want to hear later. Smitty, I thought you hated Herbert. Listen to what I'm saying. If the Chargers get a wide receiver, he's back on the map. It's very contingent on all these different moving parts. That's fantasy football. Things fluctuate. Things change. It's a adjust and adapt season every season. That's how you need to look at fantasy football. Uh, we've got a caller on hold here from a 714. Who are we talking to? You're live. Hey, man. Name's Carlos. Carlos, what's up, my guy? Hey, nothing much, dude. Uh, appreciate
1: you answering my call, dude. Love the show.
0: Yeah, show loves you back.
1: All right, dude, I got a question for you just hot in my inbox, dude. I got an offer in a Dynasty League. Okay. 10-man, 1QB, PPR. I got Kelsey and Jamal Williams. This guy I told I need a big offer. He sent me Goddard, DJ Moore, 24-first, and Singletary.
0: Okay, so Kel- Do I take this? Okay, sorry. You're trading away Kelsey in a Dynasty? Is it one 1QB? Q- you got it. One QB. Okay, read it off again. Kelsey and Jamal Williams. Okay, and read off what you're getting. Goddard, DJ Moore, a
1: 24 first, and Singletary.
0: I don't like it. Uh, what's the 2020? What's the 24 first going to be? Project it. Be be honest with yourself. Good, don't. The guy. It, it's probably going to be a good pick. Uh, sorry, so far it, it'll probably be a late pick. So it's it, it's not going to be a great pick at all. No, yeah, yeah, correct. no, no. Smitty, totally not disapproving you, but you just... got Smitty, it, dis- got Smitty it. Smitty disapproving. Hey, Thank you. And hey, 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 hold on real quick. Don't go yet. You can stay on the panel. If oh you yeah, want. no problem. You stay on the panel if you want. You got you got into the phone line. You can stay here for a little while. Um, for sure. if you can, hey, Smitty. Hold on, hold on, Brucey. Hold on real quick, and I'll let Bruce interject. I just did a trade live with our boy Spacula, one of our longtime followers here. Uh, Spacula to the moon, by the way. I want Spacula to know. To- totally Number appreciate one. Spacula, um, and I'm not trying to call him out on this, but Spacula had been after Kelsey in a Dynasty follower league that I did. I've done like two or three Dynasty leagues. They're really hard for me to do because I can barely pay attention. I barely set my lineups because I'm on li- I'm live all the time. And so, yeah, I can't really do them anymore. Everyone begs to be in a dynasty league, and I, I just can't do it. I can do a lot of underdog <laughs> leagues with people because it's, it's drafting. And, and by the way, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, it's on the, on the screen here. We're going to be drafting. Uh, we won't be drafting tonight, but we draft almost every other night. We're definitely drafting Tuesday, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays most every night at midnight. And so, if anybody wants to be a part of those, you have to get on over to underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Uh, link is in the description of the video. And uh, I do a ton of private leagues with in that context now. So, like, I set up a 12-man league, $25 entry, $50 entry, $20, and they take care of that. I have nothing to do with the, the payouts. If you do a $25, $110 goes to first, and $25, their money back goes to, to second. And so, like, you can you can, you can can assume that if you do a $50 league, then $210 goes to first, and $50 goes mm-hmm. back to second place. So, whatever. So, we're going to do a lot of those. So, that's how you can get in a league with me, because oh. there's no lineups, there's no waivers. It's you versus, you know, me versus 11 of you, Or six of you. We can do all kinds of crazy leagues. That's how you can get in the league with me. But anyway, Spacula is in in one of the very few dynasty leagues that we're in. And he's been after Kelsey for so long, bro. He keeps sending me offer after offer. He's sending me one first-rounder, two first-rounders. He's sending me this guy, that guy. And I don't want any of the players he's sending me. And so I finally, you know, on the the show, very strong, aggressive fashion, I said, if you want Kelsey, he's yours. But you have to give me three first-rounders. And everyone said, that's awful. He's like, I can't do it. I go, Kelsey's yours. You, you've been wanting him for a year, bro. All you got to do is press the button or send me send me three first-rounders. He's yours. He sent me three first-rounders, which is an awful lot. I'm not saying you can necessarily get that, but that's what I needed. I wasn't going to take two. I wasn't BSing him to just try and get him to give me three. I wouldn't do it for two. I'd rather my, my team drive into the ground with Kelsey for two more years or one more year than to surrender him for a late first round pick. Or two late first round picks. He gave me three first rounders. My team's kind of shaky anyway at running back. So I'm going to rebuild off that. But that's the only thing I would do in this situation. What you told me. A late first round pick. Single Terry. I like Goddard a lot. None of that. DJ Moore's pretty, pretty solid. But you know, unless Lamar goes to Carolina. Then maybe we reassess this. Maybe leave it on the table until we find out if Lamar is going to Carolina or not. It sounds like he's not, according to the sources. But uh, let's see what Bru- Brucey, what'd you have to say? And do you agree with me, Brucey, or do you like one
2: first rounder and DJ Moore and Goddard? No, I'd keep Kelsey. Yeah. But here was my question about, and it's for Lamar. I'm assuming he doesn't like his receiving core. And that's why, you know, what if they trade for Hopkins and try to make him a little bit happier? Um,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, th- that's definitely a possibility. So uh, I'll actually clarify my earlier statement because I actually do feel that way. I just didn't uh, get around to saying it yet. But if, if, let's say Hopkins doesn't go to Green Bay and he doesn't go to Chicago and let's say Lamar Jackson, I don't know if you guys have this problem. If you guys, I, uh, on, on uh, national, uh, oh, oh man, celebrating all the ladies in the house today. Um. I don't know if you get this thing. I'm, I'm in a house full of, 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 of women. I've got two girls. I've got Miss Smitty. Um, I, I have a I have a cat, but he wears a uh, like a pink collar. So I'm essentially surrounded by all all ladies in this house. I've got hair wrapped around me all day long. I For the last hour, I've been trying to find out where it is. Sometimes I'll be sitting here going, what is this? And I have this hair wrapped around my arm like it's a, a bandana. And tied in a knot. And it's like, I don't know if you guys have this problem with the, the, the wife at home or the wife and the kids. But I've got, I find this stuff all the time. I'm walking around. What is this in my shirt? Pull out a massive. It's crazy. Does anybody else struggle with the the the, the absolute uh, uh, getting blasted with the, like hair all over? Wrapped around your arms? Is anybody, Bruce? Is anybody? Am I the only one? I've, I've got
3: three cats and my shirts and everything. are constantly
0: full of cat hair. <laughs> all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you kind of feel what we're we're going through there, Chris. Uh, uh anyway, back then, told by a lot of
3: people, if I'm wearing a cat for a shirt.
0: Yeah, you, you, bro, you got one of those shirts where you can go like this, and it says something different, and you go like this, and it says you could like write something in that cat hair, bro. Is that is that bad? Maybe you uh, could put it's not quite that. Bad, maybe you can put some close. duct tape down on the ground and just roll over on it, bro, before you leave the house. Uh, we got uh, the hair is a legit problem, says Matt. Uh, True Smitty says danger. I think we got a, peop- a couple people in here that know what I'm talking about. I got hair everywhere, and it's not mine. It's not mine. It's wrapped around everywhere. I, like, I, I feel one on my neck. I can't get to it. I don't know where it is. I keep going like this, but it's still there. It's just dangling somewhere. just <laughs> hit me in the back of the head as I sway around like I've got a tail on the back of my head. I I, I feel like I've got... Like, old school, when I, when I was younger, I grew my hair out this long when I was in... I, I know you guys can picture it. My hair was growing out this long in, in, uh, in like, high school, early high school. I'm going to flap it around this tail, bro. I don't know where this thing is. I can't find it. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, so if Hopkins doesn't go to Green Bay, and if Hopkins doesn't go to the Bears, and if Lamar stays in Baltimore... I do feel like Hopkins is a, a super attractive target for the Baltimore Ravens to try and appease Lamar in the passing attack because it's going to cost a second-round pick or a third, a couple thirds or whatever it is. Hopkins will be cheap. It's going to be pretty de- depressing as a Cardinal fan and as a Hopkins fan to watch him go for chump change. Like, why not just keep him? Similar to my advice to, uh, uh, who is it, Carlos. Similar to my advice to Carlos, rather than let Kelsey walk, I'd rather just keep him. Like you know what I mean. Like or just wait for a midseason trade. Keep in mind, Carlos, you can trade Kelsey midseason. You don't have to trade him before week one and get it all settled and ready to go. If Kelsey's on fire in week one, week two, week three, and you go to a team that's like, God, I could use Kelsey right now. You go to the Mahomes owner, unless you own Mahomes, and you say, Here's Kelsey, and they're gonna be like, This looks good. I'm doing this live. And so don't, don't yeah, force totally it, but, agree. but to, to me, bro, you need two first rounders minimum. Uh, I don't know where this thing is, bro. Cannot get it. And, and, you know, you know what else I love is going after like Kyle Pitts in a trade, get Kyle Pitts and something. Cause Kyle Pitts just apparently is out of the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. At least Atlanta is. And so Kyle Pitts was going up and up and up. People are excited. Now everybody hates Kyle Pitts. Now, everybody's like, Kyle Pitts isn't doing anything. Are you going to take Kyle Pitts off the Moonman list, Smitty? Smitty, are you taking Drake London off the Moonman list? The answer is no, and the answer is no. And if you can take Kelsey and turn him into Kyle Pitts and something, you've got yourself an amazing swap out, bro, that's going to not only help you now, because Kelsey, I think Kyle Pitts will have a big year. I think Kyle Pitts could still be a top five tight end, and if he gets Lamar Jackson and some surprising change in direction in the, the source world... Then also Kyle Pitts is a potential top two tight end in 2023 with Lamar Jackson in town. So very, very good idea, in my opinion, to go after Kyle Pitts. You could also potentially go after a QB. Um, I'm not sure who your QB is. I'm Carlos. pretty set there. I got Josh Allen. Okay, yeah, you are set there. Um yeah, so take take a look. Or Kelsey for a 1.3. Like if you trade out Kelsey you know for for Charbonnet or Gibbs, that that's a really good potential rebuild move.
1: You know, I love that you bring that up, man. I actually got a deal I'm talking about with somebody for the 103, and the guy sounds like he would... I have Josh Fields, or sorry, Justin Fields, I believe, actually, as my backup QB. You know, obviously, it's unnecessary in this one QB roster, or this league, for me to roster that. And uh, he was looking for him as a main piece to get that 103.
0: So, so explain the deal again. What's the offer? So, it would be... Justin Fields plus something else.
1: We're still hashing out what that plus piece would be. I'm trying to get, get him to take like an Elijah Moore.
0: It's a one uh, it's a, I, a you know, one it's to... a one QB league. Correct. So if it's a one QB league, uh Jameer Gibbs or Charbonnet or potentially the number one wide receiver, whoever that may be, is probably worth more than Justin Fields in that league. Yes. If it's a dynasty yeah. league. I think it's arguable if you have no quarterback, but because you have Josh Allen, I would most certainly make that move. I would most certainly make mm-hmm. that move. You got Josh Allen and Gibbs or Josh Allen and uh, and potentially, maybe it's Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe it is Jay Flowers, maybe it's Charbonnet. Who knows what it is? Gibbs could fall. Uh, landing spots will determine everything with that two and three overall pick. Bijan's probably the number one no matter mm-hmm. what the landing spots are. But two, three, four, that's all up, up in the air. And, and a lot of people love yeah. wide receivers now. Which granted, we you know, we were on that train last year, wide receiver season, wide receiver season, and we loved it. We drafted Jamar Chase High. We draft we were very much a wide receiver geared community, early quarterback geared community. Can we get a can we get a an amen and a and a round of applause for the fact that we are, in my opinion, we were and are the the, the biggest early quarterback drafting community, which is now the trend, and everybody and their mother is literally <laughs> Trying to say, oh, early quarterback is such a good approach now, Smitty. It's such a good approach. We got, we got talked bad about. We, everybody talked bad about us for the longest time. Early quarterback. These quarterbacks are flying off the board. Underdog promo code Smitty. Link in description. When you do a draft an underdog, all four of the quarterbacks are gone by 25, 26 overall, sometimes 27. But they're all gone. By the mid-third round, all of the big four quarterbacks are gone. And you sometimes see a quarterback go in the top 10 now. You sometimes see at least two quarterbacks go by 15. Um, and uh, why did I even get on that topic? What were you talking about? Oh, Fields. Uh, uh, the trade that I got. Justin yeah, yeah, D, yeah, yeah. But regardless, so while Fields could get drafted in a startup dynasty, in a 1QB, where this, this player could go, Jackson Smith and Jigba or Gibbs, Charbonnet will go later. Um, But I wouldn't worry so much about getting someone that other people think is later. When you're at the three, who's the best, the third best player? Take that player. But definitely pull that trade off, bro. And then I try and trade Kelsey for Kyle Pitts in a first rounder. Or I trade Kelsey for the 1.2. So you trade Fields and Kelsey for Jameer Gibbs and Jackson Smith and Jigba. If you could turn Kelsey and Fields into Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jameer Gibbs, that's, that's to the moon, pal. Love it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anybody else want to dial in real quickly? The phone line is open. We're going to be live for just a couple more minutes here. We've got 124 people still in the room. We've got, I believe, 199 thumbs up. Punch that. Get that to 100. Uh, and appreciate everybody in here punching that thumb up. If you guys can all do it, it helps the channel out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Chris, you got anything else you want to add, Chris? And uh, by the way, Chris, I want you know? to say I love your I love your idea of the Detroit Lions. And I love, more so, I love that people are going to say it's dumb, and they're going to say, oh, they're not going to do that, or they love God. We don't know what any team's capable of doing with the new, brand new information, Chris, that is barely 24 hours old, that that Lamar Jackson has been non-exclusive franchise tagged, and now he can be had for two first-round picks instead of three. And anybody can send an offer his way, whether he refuses to take it or not. So this whole idea that leagues, God, the whole league's locked arms, all the owners are so content with letting their team have no quarterback. You're telling me the Carolina Panthers give two craps what the other teams are doing in regards to this thing when they could get a quarterback. They're really worried about keeping the quarterback contract values down they could care less. You know what? You know what this is? This is the phenomenon of you're in the car. This is your boy Smitty, psych degree. Okay, I'm gonna bring it to the table here. You're in the car, Chris and Carlos and Bruce. You're driving down the road, you're on the freeway. The, the, the traffic is horrible. It's there, not rush hour. Why is the the freeway coming into like a close? Is there an accident? Is there Are there cones up there? Is this construction? There's no rush hour right now. You're crawling. Everybody's merging into one lane. You get to the end of where the problem is, Bruce, and there's a mattress sitting across two of the lanes, two of the three lanes. What does everybody do? Eight times, nine times, maybe even uh, 99 times out of 100. They see it and they keep driving. Nobody gets out of the car, grabs the mattress, and throws it off the road so that everybody else could just start driving again. No one steps up. You know what that is? It's it's the whole leave it to someone else to, to take care of it phenomenon. And, and, and that's, yeah. what the, that's what human beings do. If anybody thinks there are 32 teams in the NFL that are willing to lock arms and take care of each other and not be selfish for their own needs and their own desires and their own ability to make money and win championships, because without championships, without winning, you can't continue to do what you do. Do you think owners are worried about paying $200 million guaranteed? Then if they don't have a quarterback, they don't have enough sales to even worry about a problem like that so it's absolutely ridiculous that people are tying the script the NFL is totally scripted they have everything totally planned out it's tying into this locked arm all the 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 owners of the NFL are going locked arm let's go and take care of this if the owners were locked arm why did Danny Dimes just get 50 what four or sorry 94 million dollars guaranteed why did Danny Dimes get $94 million guaranteed if all the, the, the owners in the league and GMs and everybody are locked armed? Let's go ahead and take a stand. Give me a break. Give me a break. And, and Hertz is going to get a, a, a $50 to $54 million a season contract. He's going to get a well over $200 million guaranteed. For everybody oh, no. running their mouth right now about how nobody's going to give a, team, a, a player $200 million guaranteed Watch what happens with Joe Burrow. Watch what happens with Jalen Hurts. These two guys are going to blow up that expectation in your mind, and you're not going to even remember your your small little uh, contract dollar amount you thought that was worth. That players were worth is going to be so far in the rearview mirror. You're not going to even know what you're looking at anymore. You're going to say, "Holy crap! Holy crap! Yeah, you're talking about five hundred million dollar deal!" You're talking about a they can stretch it over ten years and make it some astronomical number. Jalen Hurts is gonna make over two hundred million guaranteed dollars per year. Joe Burrow is gonna make over two hundred million guaranteed dollars per year. And, and and Lamar Jackson should be making that. Not because I think anybody should, but the market commands it. Danny Dimes getting ninety-four million dollars guaranteed tells me Lamar Jackson's getting at least one eighty. It's it like one seventy-five, one eighty million guaranteed with incentives that could easily be attainable for him if he bets on himself to gain over two hundred million guaranteed. That's what a that's what a Carolina Panther, or Atlanta Falcon team needs to do. Come in, slap an offer sheet down that on the on his face doesn't look good. And now let me rip on Lamar for a second because I've been defending Lamar, a guy I've called a bust candidate for three straight years, and he's busted for three straight years. And I've been defending him this entire time. Let me also say something that's negative about Lamar Jackson right now. This guy should get an agent. Because how is he supposed to facilitate this horrible, rocky, persoers climate with no agent? With no agent that has the connects and ability to facilitate a, a rough water transition or a rough water situation, a trade environment. You're telling me him and his mom are just picking up the phone and calling these teams, or are they sitting back waiting, and the teams are just like, this is ridiculous. He has no agent. How do we even get a hold of Like, what's going on here? Lamar Jackson needs to get his crap together because he's got some responsibility in making this all get connected too. If Lamar Jackson literally thinks that him and his mother can go navigate an industry that people go to law school for and go to school for for ten years to try and become, you know, this this master of negotiation and numbers and and contracts and legal jargon, and this guy's literally, what's he gonna go to legal Zoom? At the end of it all and try and scan his documents in and see if LegalZoom pops up any red flags? How is he going to go through this contract? Is he going to then hire an attorney to read through it? Why not get an agent involved that can get his money's worth by upping the contract whatever amount? This is a, Part of this is on Lamar. Part of this is on Lamar. If teams are skeptical and unable to negotiate with him right now, and if it is very slow moving, part of it is on Lamar. Take some ownership Lamar. Learn from Calvin Ridley who stepped up and took ownership. Get an agent. Stop this nonsense of what are you doing? What are you doing without an agent? It's ridiculous.
2: Um let's uh You were talking about you're talking about 500 million dollar deals. Patrick Mahomes got one. So people got to realize but he spread it out.
0: Yeah, but it is about the the, the guaranteed money that people are, are, you know, complaining
2: and crying about. And so... Yeah, I don't know what he's guaranteed. I just know he got a $500 million deal. Yeah. For 10 years. I'm on the clock in a draft right now. And
0: I'm going to go ahead and make a draft selection. Listen to my team so far and tell me what you guys think. This is in one of those leagues. 12-man. I'm drafting with 11 of you out there absolute monsters you guys draft very well all you guys snipe we all snipe each other uh my team so far in said draft with you guys and we we do these these private leagues on underdog fantasy um here's my team so far Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, Cooper Cup, Drake London, Kyle Pitts so yeah Drake London and Kyle Pitts are worrisome at this point but not where I got them not where I have them. This is if they if their situations improve, they hit home runs from from this type of valuation. If their situation doesn't improve, they still very much earn their value and have upside to exceed expectation. I, I, I think Kyle Pitts, right now, if I had to give anybody an advice right now in a dynasty league, go go get Kyle Pitts, go get Drake London. Go get Kyle Pitts, go get Drake London. I don't even know if this will change in the next day or two to where the, the Falcons start getting talked about again and we're like, oh these sources were were a nice piece of work, weren't they? Um, uh, yeah these sources were were so on the money weren't they and if it doesn't go that direction there's still so there's so much letdown with London and Pitts right now from people that like me expected Lamar to potentially be going to Atlanta because it was the fit of all fits like logic says Atlanta you look up Atlanta in the phone book or in a dictionary and it shows or in this world book I got world books right here you pull out a world book I got a world book right here and you pull up and you say, let me look up Lamar Jackson. Oh, there he is. He's in an Atlanta Falcon uniform. That's exactly what I thought we'd be doing here. And so I'm upset too, but we're so down about it. The backyard. We're so down about it that frankly, we're all, we're all kind of devaluing pits in London. And I think now is the time to strike. Um, I gotta get going here. I'll probably be back later for a live stream. I appreciate every single one of you. Um, Bruce, you got ten seconds. Anything you want to add?
2: Yeah, we don't know what the Falcons see in Ritter. That's probably why they won't go after Lamar. That's about it.
0: I don't know. I I, I think we'll see differently. Chris, you got anything else? No. All right. Appreciate it. you guys. Call back tonight if I go live. Yep. Appreciate you see all. You. See you. Hey, hey. Yeah, see later, guys. Bye. Later. Car- Carlos, appreciate you. Okay, um, guys, I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Every single Monday through Friday, uh, your boy Smitty will be back probably tonight at some point for some kind of emergency live stream. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get out of here. Thank you, Ron Navy. Thank you, TMT, for your $20 haulers. I'll see you all later.